Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Hello everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Welcome back, everyone. Today's special guest is the founder and head esthetician of Glow Skin Care in LA, Casey Boone. Casey, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So before we get into all skincare goodies and stuff like that, were you always an esthetician? And if not, what were you doing before you were started your business? So I've been an esthetician going on 15 years. I actually became a licensed esthetician when I was 19. So before that, I was in high school. I was a high school dancer. I did a competitive dance. And so I didn't really have a career besides dancing and waitressing part-time before I dived headfirst into a skincare and being an esthetician. So that's what I've been my entire adult life. Um, and I've owned Glow Skin Care for uh, almost a decade now. So worked for other people for a while and then opened Glow Skin Care. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, to go from high school and then straight to something you know you already like and want to do, it's just crazy. Like, I still don't know what I want to do. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't know it would take me on this journey, but I knew I, number one, there's nothing wrong with college. I just wasn't very good in school, to be completely honest. I actually graduated high school a semester early, and I was like, I don't want to go to college. But I knew I needed to do something to further my education and have some type of skill. I was always drawn to the beauty industry and skincare. I thought I wanted to be a makeup artist. 
Um, but then got my esthetician license to quote unquote, look good on my resume. <laughs> um, and then fell in love with skincare and never looked back. Love wow. that. And I feel like it's so rare and unique to find someone that starts off a career in one path or one area and sticks with it for that long. Mm-hmm. You're one of the unicorns out there yeah. that found their calling young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the cool thing is, even though I am an esthetician, it's taken me on so many different journeys from seeing clients to now owning a business to creating products to, you know, obviously I have my own podcast. So there's a lot of different avenues that I didn't think it would take me on. You said it. So then what is it like to <laughs> be an esthetician and what is the process like to become one or to become certified as one? So to become a licensed esthetician, it depends on which state you live on. So I'm here in California at the time, and I think it's still the same. You were required to take 600 hours of a, of esthetician classes. Then you have to pass a state board where you have a written test and a practical test to show that you understand sanitation and all those fun things that are, you know, you don't think about when you think about an esthetician, but we're trained to keep everything sanitary and clean since we're literally touching people's faces and popping pimples and all that fun stuff. Right. (laughs) So, you know, you, you take your 600 hours, you pass your state exam and then your licensed esthetician and you go from there. Um, but again, the cool thing about being an esthetician is you can take so many different routes. You could focus on skincare. You could focus on waxing. Now there's estheticians who are lash artists. I personally stuck with skincare because that's what I feel like I know. That's what I love. That's kind of like my niche. Um, but being an esthetician is such a fun job. I think number one, you have to like people, (laughs) And you have to like working very intimately with people. But like I said, I I love people. I love making people look and feel better. And um, like what a fun job that you can have your clients come in. You, you wash their face. You put some cool products on them. They feel good. Their skin looks better. And they leave happy. Like very rarely does someone come in and leave unhappy. So it's just one of those jobs that for me has always felt very rewarding. Um, so yeah, that's so true. I I didn't think about that, that there's not many other jobs that are out there where you have someone come in and they enjoy the entire process and they leave happy, if not happier than when they originally came in. Yeah. I mean, I would say one of my favorite things is like someone would come in, maybe they had a bad day, their boyfriend broke up with them. They're pissed off because there was a whole bunch of traffic here in LA and I'd like bring them in and lay them down and like make them feel comfortable and like kind of melt all that stress away. Yes. I also love treating people's concerns, whether it's anti-aging or breakouts or just like their overall tone and texture, but also like uplifting the person and their mood. So I feel like for me, again, as an esthetician, it's such a rewarding job on so many different levels. Mm. What a great way to put it. That's great to hear. So how did you start your business? Now, were you working somewhere else as an esthetician and then start your business? Or did you just like dive right in? And what was the process like? So I worked for other people as an esthetician in the medical spa and a day spa for about five years before I decided to go out on my own and open glow skincare. So 
if there's estheticians out there or really anyone thinking about owning a business, I always say like perfect your craft as much as you can before you decide to like dive into being a business owner, because not only do you have to be good at your craft, then you also have to be good at being a business owner. So I waited five years. I probably could have even waited longer because there was still so much stuff that I didn't know even five years into being an esthetician. So yeah, five years in, I opened Glow Skincare and it's just been a whirlwind roller coaster of different spas, different people working for me, creating products. It's, it's, you know, seeing clients, it's a, it's a, it's an adventure for sure. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like it's got a lot of fun times and a lot of hardships, but all combined into a nice rewarding package to have a business of your own. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I wouldn't have it, have it any other way. Like you said, there's hardships, but those are like, I feel like it's worth it to have the creative freedom um, for myself. And I feel like I have an opportunity to help more people with their skin and also help my beauty community as a whole. Like I really like to support my other estheticians in the community. So let's dive into all things skincare because Diana and I are obsessed with skincare. We talk about it all the time and people probably get sick of it, but we don't. And of course you won't because you're in that profession. But so what are some of the most common skincare issues that people may come to you for? Mm, I feel like there's like a couple like common misconceptions where people think like they either have like really big pores and they're really congested Mm -hmm. or they think they have these like horrible wrinkles or like, I feel like we always blow whatever problem we have, especially with our skin, like way out of proportion. Right. So I have people come in like, Oh my God, like I have such horrible acne. And then the client will come in, they'll have like maybe one pimple on their face. <laughs> That's so right. Like, I, and I'm like, I mean, I get it. Cause I'm the same way. Like if I have a one pimple on my face, like the world is over. Yes. Right. So there's like all these mm-hmm. things that like, Oh, I have oily skin. It's like, I think, we have these ideas of like maybe from what the media has told us like, Oh, we have oily skin or I have dry skin. And like most of the time it isn't that at all. So I Mm -hmm. feel like what I like to do with my clients is really educate them on number one, like the skin type that they have, but also to like be a little bit kinder with yourself, like love your skin for what it is. You only have one set of skin. Like that's all you get. So like give it some love. Um, And most of the time what it is, is, they're not using the proper type of products. And most importantly, they're probably not using products in the proper order. Mm -hmm. So one of the things Mm. I get is like, I've tried everything. And then I go, well, have you tried this, this and this? And they go, Oh, no, I didn't think about that. So there's this thing like I have, I have, I've tried it all, but they really haven't. Um, I would say, you know, I like to compare skincare and being an esthetician to like, a trainer and a workout, you know, you can't just do one workout and wake up with a six pack. Like I wish. And if that was the case, we'd all have six packs, but we don't. And it's the same thing with your skin. It's time and consistency. And people are like, well, I want my skin to look like yours. I'm like, great. Then you're going to have to put in the work like I do. Yes. Genetics play a factor. Yes. Like what you put in your body plays a factor. So those are all things that you need to think about. Um, but okay. I'll give you like something like tangible for your listeners. If you are using oil instead of a moisturizer, stop. Okay. So oil, 
are so popular on the market right now, but an oil will not rehydrate your skin. It'll leave it soft and supple, but it will not rehydrate. So I have all these people coming in, my skin's dry, blah, blah, blah. And they're not using a moisturizer. So if you want to use an oil in your routine, I think that's absolutely great. Just make sure it's the last thing you're right. putting on, okay? So you're gonna use your serum. A serum is to treat like the concern, whatever concern you have. Then you're gonna put a moisturizer on that's going to bring hydration to the skin. And then on top of that, you're going to put an oil that's going to help with like all those nutrients, vitamins, minerals, but it's also going to leave the skin soft and supple. So there's just a little tip for everyone out there to go in that order. Ooh, I never knew that. <laughs> well, now you do. Hopefully there's someone out there that's like, oh my God, that's me. Because I feel like every time I give this tip out, there's always someone. And lots of times it's just literally switching the order that you're pro you're using your products in. Now I'm like thinking through my skincare process. And hey, hand up. I used to be guilty <laughs> that when I was younger, I thought my skin was super oily. So therefore I did not put moisturizer on. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> yep. That's, no, it doesn't. That's another thing. It's like, yeah, people avoid moisturizer when they're oily. Actually, yep. you need to continue to moisturize because if you just dry the crap out of it, your skin's just going to be more angry with you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Kind of kicking my young self for doing that. Yeah. I what mean, can you do now? Do. Yeah. Um, what are some popular treatments that your spa offers that your clients are like loving right now or before COVID hit? <laughs> Pre-COVID. <laughs> yes. I'm really excited because I actually just got to go back into the treatment room after almost, I think it was almost eight months of being out of the treatment room here in California. Um, but I would say my top services uh, I do a lot of hydrodermabrasion. I use um, a machine from a company called Biotherapeutic. It's basically um, a serum-infused diamond tip microdermabrasion that's going to exfoliate, treat the concern of you know your skin type, and then also rehydrate the skin. That's like one of my go-to treatments. Um, I also love to use my oxygen machine. I would say that's definitely a very popular treatment because it's good for everyone. Oxygen to the skin is just going to give you that really glowy look that we're all looking for. Um, and then I also love LED. Um, LED is absolutely incredible. I think a lot of people think like, how could a light do anything for the skin because basically mm. it's just you put this light panel on your face and you're like really what is this doing right but <laughs> it's absolutely amazing the technology is incredible basically it was created by nasa i could go geek out, geek out on you and tell you the whole thing but if you're using proper led like if you go see an esthetician they're hopefully using a high quality led and it can help treat acne inflammation Mm -hmm. um, literally like help produce new collagen in the skin. It's absolutely amazing. Science is amazing. It, what color science is amazing. What color led lights is it? So the panel that I use, it's a blue light, a red light and mm -hmm. a infrared. And depending on what you're treating, whether it's acne, anti-aging, I even have a setting that's for pain actually threw up my back a couple of days ago. So I've been putting it on my back, um, depends on the wavelength and the, like mm -hmm. the strength of each light, but the light that I'm using, it's always blue, red and infrared. 
So pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now at your glow skincare, what's the typical breakdown of your clientele? Like, are you seeing a specific age range or have you seen a change in it over the years as more people are becoming aware and knowledgeable on skincare? Such a great question. So, you know, I've been doing this for going on 15 years. Uh, When I first started, obviously, I was very young, but the clientele I was seeing was much older, older women, like I was thinking of like my mom's age, like in their Mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, 60s. And then with this like new wave of like social media and Instagram, probably in the last five, five-ish years, five to seven years, I've seen a major change in my clientele. Now mm-hmm. I'm, most of my clientele is my age, which is, I would say like mid thirties. So I'm probably treating anyone from like 25 to 35, where before I felt like when I would preach to like 25 year olds, when I was 25, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like I'm using some oil volet on my skin. Like no one cared. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was this like surge in social media that's like facials and skincare. And like, so it changed the game for me. And I was like, finally, like everyone's understanding. Now it's gotten to the point where like facials are so glamorized and being an esthetician is so glamorized, but I'm here for it. You know, like I'm, I'm still into it. Um, but yeah, it's been (laughs) such a change. I still have older clients in their sixties, seventies that have literally been seeing me since I was 19, which is super, super cool. Cause I'm like, why did you even trust a 19 year old? But (laughs) they're still with me today. But I would say most of my clients are around my age, which is about 30 ish. Okay. That's what I figured because we've seen, like you said, a resurgence of skincare, like hyper awareness on social media and, large promotions of all of these, not necessarily new products, but like beneficial ingredient included in products um, that us millennials have now started dabbling in that our parents were probably using. And we just thought, oh, that's what, that's what, once you get older and you got to start treating the wrinkles, that's when you go and get your skin treated. And that's not the case. Totally. It's not the case. It's actually preventative, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like the younger you start, that doesn't mean like go get, you know, a bunch of Botox (laughs) when you're 25. That's really what makes you happy. You know, I feel like there's like boundaries where people take it too far. I see like now I see like 21 year olds going to like get Botox. I'm like, that's crazy to me. It makes me a little bit sad, but that's like a whole other story. Um, but it's like, get in there, like take good care of your skin in your twenties, wear your sunscreen. Cause I even, even though I was an esthetician, do you think I was treating myself as good as I was now than when I was 22? Absolutely <laughs> not. There were nights I was drink too much and fall asleep with my makeup and not wear sunscreen, you know, do all the typical like 22 year old things. So <laughs> Now I feel like it's so cool that everyone is taking such better care of their skin. So by the time that they wake up in their forties, they're not going to be fighting all of that aging. They've, they've done all the preventative work. So. Absolutely. I'm a yeah. huge, huge fan of anti-aging. I just feel like, I don't know, wrinkles are just like the devil to me. I don't <laughs> know why, even though I agree. it's not like a huge deal, but I just feel like it, I feel like it's under my eyes a little bit. So I kind of freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need eye cream. I need this. I need that. 
But can you debunk some myths of products that we probably don't need or products we actually do need? Okay, so when it comes to anti-aging, I always talk about three different products that you should really focus on and use on a regular basis. Vitamin C, because I think a lot of times people think vitamin C is like, it's going to brighten my skin, it's going to lighten it. But the cool thing about vitamin C is it actually will help encourage collagen production if it's used on a regular basis. Um, Number two would be vitamin A or some type of retinol. But let me remind you, not all retinols are created equal. So if you're going to go buy one at CVS, it is not going to work the same or have the same potency as you would if you bought one from a like from me from a professional esthetician. So and there there is a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So a vitamin C, a vitamin A, and last but not least, sunscreen. So like I was saying before, my younger years, I wish I had worn more sunscreen. I love to be tan, but I will not go in the sun anymore. I can already see the damage that it's done when I was younger, even when I was a teenager and I used to go in tanning beds. I was had the horrific experience of actually getting skin cancer on my nose a couple of years ago, which for an esthetician was absolutely like like horrifying that it's like I wear sunscreen and then here I am with skin cancer on your nose but I know exactly what happened I got it probably when I was a teenager baking in the sun and laying in tanning beds so to prevent the aging you want to protect your skin so those are really the main three things Mm -hmm. vitamin c vitamin a which is like some form of retinol and sunscreen 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 and like make sure you're reapplying the sunscreen as well as far as debunking, um, I'm trying to think if there's like any, is there anything like popular that you feel like you guys see that you want to know, like, does this work or not? Eye cream. Does, is it really that effective? Like, couldn't I use just the serums I use in my moisturizer to moisturize and protect that area instead of buying a separate product? for that area? Great question. Absolutely, you can use the other products that you're using in your face. And I recommend that you do you want to work it up under the eye area. But this under eye area, the whole area around the orbital bone is more sensitive is thinner skin. So Mm -hmm. I do recommend wearing an eye cream if you are concerned specifically with dark circles, bags, wrinkles, all that stuff, because I know I do using a good eye cream, I wouldn't say just any eye cream, a good eye cream will make all the difference in the world. Like I personally thought this again, thought the same thing when I was younger, like, does it really matter? And now here I am in my 30s, I'm starting to see some of those wrinkles, see some of that darkness come through. And when I'm consistent with my eye cream, I do see a difference. But here's the deal. Again, I think Mm. we have these unrealistic expectations because of social media. So we want to put an eye cream on and then we want to look like Kim Kardashian. But like, like Kim Kardashian (laughs) like Kim Kardashian doesn't even look like Kim Kardashian because like it's all airbrushed okay so I think again we need to have realistic expectations you're not going to have like new eyes but over time the aging process is going to slow down and you should see an improvement 
Like for me, I struggle with fine lines under my eyes. I struggle with darkness. And if I'm hardcore consistent with my eye cream, it does make a difference. Okay, good to know. Well, do you have any like recommendations on specific eye creams or specific vitamin C or vitamin A or sunscreens? I can give you all of that. My favorite, 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 favorite eye cream. Now here's the deal. It is a little pricey. It is $95. And the tube looks very, very small. It's called OptiCrystal. It's from um, a skincare line called, called Cosmetics with an X. Um, I've been using cosmetics for about 10 years since I opened Glow Skincare, and the Opti Crystal is an absolute game changer. It's made with liquid crystals, which sounds very fancy, <laughs> <laughs> but all you need is like a pin size drop to tap under your eyes and it will change your life. It's like one of their best sellers in the whole line. They've been around for like 20 plus years. Um, so Opti Crystal Eye Cream is the absolute best. Okay. Um, my favorite sunscreen is from a company called Seriously Fab. Um, the sunscreen is called Zinc It Over. I love it because it's a zinc SPF. Mm -hmm. So it's a physical sunscreen, not a chemical sunscreen. I don't know how much you guys know or don't know about it. But physical is better, less chemicals, all that fun stuff. It's a 5% yes. zinc. And the cool thing is it comes in a spray bottle Ooh. because here's the deal. We put sunscreen on and then we go about our day. And then guess what? If you're in the sun, you need to reapply. Right. But most of us probably have like some kind of makeup on or some bronzer and we don't want to like slather a bunch of SPF. So the yes. spray is where it's at. And so it's just like Ooh. this nice mist. And the cool thing is that you can also use it as a setting spray. So I'm obsessed with that. It comes in like all these different scents. Uh, it's called Seriously Fab Zinc It Over. I can send you guys all the links if you want, but they're yeah, a Yeah, it sounds great because I'm very hypersensitive to chemical sunscreens. Mm -hmm. So physical sunscreens are where it's at. I'm definitely going to check that one out. Yeah, it would be perfect for you. Yeah, I'm not really good with sunscreen, especially now because I never leave the house anymore. So <laughs> I'm like, why <laughs> put it on? But even before, I was so ignorant and like, oh, you know, we dark skinned people don't need sunscreen. And I lived in Vegas, so I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh, I can't believe yeah. I was not wearing sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. So now I like wear it whenever I go out and I want to check out the one you just recommended to us because I just don't like the, I don't know, the smell of sunscreen and the texture on your hands is very different than the spray. So I think I'm going to check that one out for sure. Yeah, you absolutely should. And that's what I hear from a lot of people. It's like, I don't like the feeling and I don't like the smell. And this doesn't mm -hmm. feel or smell like a sunscreen, which is great. Great. Cool. So you've recommended some great products. Now, how about the tools side of skincare? Yes. What tools <laughs> would you say are beneficial for like an every everyday skincare routine? Okay. So, you know, I'm going to say my cold roller because the cold rollers mm -hmm. are really the jam. I created the Glow Skincare Cold Roller about two and a half years ago. Um, rollers are obviously very popular on the market right now. Mine is stainless steel. You can keep it in the fridge or freezer and it stays very, very cold on your face. You you think like, okay, you're just going to roll this cold thing on your face. Like what's the big deal? But like, number one, it absolutely feels amazing. People literally message mm -hmm. me on the daily and say that they're addicted. 
Number two, it really does help reduce redness, inflammation. If I've had a little bit too much popcorn the night before and I'm feeling a little puffy, I'll give myself a quick roll. Um, I actually created the cold rollers because I used to go to heated spin class. And after mm. I, I'd come home and I'd roll my face because my face would blow, like blow up like a tomato. I'd just be red yeah. and hot, right? And I'd cold roll. And then I'd go to work and everyone would be like, oh, my God, your skin looks so amazing. And what I realized is when you work out or when you heat up the skin and then you cool it down, you're actually bringing oxygen to the skin, which is going to give us that glow that we're always looking for. So I think everyone needs a cold roller at home. They're easy to use. You really, there's no wrong way to use it. Um, like I was saying before, I threw my back out a couple of days ago and I've been using the cold roller on my back. It's great if you have like a bug bite, like it's good for so many different things. So cold roll for sure. Um, as far as like other tools to use at home, I love the little handheld steamers. Um, but the cool mm -hmm. thing is like, if you don't want to really invest the money into a steamer, like take a warm shower, that's kind of steaming your face as well. Mm -hmm. But I do, there right. is something fun about using the handheld steamer. That's great. Um, and then I also love the Foreo. I don't know if you guys have heard of Foreo. It's basically these little cleansing tools. There's so many cleansing tools on the market. I'm just a fan specifically of Foreo. Okay. Because um, I've used I've used them all. I've used the cheap ones. I've used the medium price ones, but I feel like Foreo, even though it's a little bit more expensive, it is just like a really high quality product. And when you use it compared to like the cheap $20 one, you really can feel a difference. It basically like vibrates and it works. It, it comes like with an app and it'll like walk you through like cleansing your face. Wow. I love it. I feel like you get a much deeper clean because that's another thing. A lot of people aren't properly cleansing their faces at home. So if you feel like you're not doing it right, the Foreo kind of is like foolproof. Think of it as like an electric toothbrush, right? Like we, if you use yes. an electric toothbrush, it's going to time it. And hopefully you're going to brush your teeth a little bit better. The same thing for with the Foreo, but with your skin. Okay. Huh. Now for the oh, face cool. roller, how should you be using it? Should you be rolling up, rolling down, rolling sideways? Good, good question. I'm always going to say up, up, up as an esthetician. We're always fighting gravity, right? Or we're just mm -hmm. people in general are fighting gravity. So I always say work in an upward motion. You can go diagonal on your face. Sometimes I'll work it down my neck if I'm doing like a little lymphatic drainage or just like I have a tight neck. But specifically on the face, you always want to go up as much as as possible to give that like nice lifting effect. Okay, good. Got it. Now you've mentioned before that you love the one-on-one -on -one connection that you have with the clientele that comes through for any skincare or pampering that they want done. How important would you say that skincare is to transforming one's overall confidence? I mean, I've literally seen it like change people's lives. Like People coming in embarrassed to like not go out of the house without makeup, getting to the point where like we can get them out of the house makeup free. So it's so rewarding mm -hmm. to get to that point. It does take a lot of time and consistency and dedication, not only for me as the esthetician, but also my clients. Like it's teamwork, right. just like anything, right? So it's teamwork. They got to do their homework at home. And I got to be like really prepared to like, I'm like the coach, right? I'm like the skincare coach. Mm -hmm. Like, don't worry, it's looking better. And like, you know, I just try and like encourage them through the process. But it is so cool to see someone go from like totally broken out 
or really bad pigmentation to the point where they're walking out of the house with no makeup. I can speak specifically my little sister who also happens to be my operations manager at Glow Skincare. She struggled with her skin her whole life. Um, like maybe that's secretly why I've become an esthetician was to help my sister's skin. But we went from, you know, to her totally broken out to now it's like she shows up on my Instagram and everyone's complimenting her skin. So it's pretty cool to see those, those transformations. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I um, had problems with pigmentation from pimples because like everyone, I popped them like a bad person. But um, I went to a dermatologist. Now, can you say or give us the difference between an esthetician and a dermatologist for people who like don't know which specific one they should seek help from? Yeah. Okay. I feel like for some reason people get these confused and they're very, very different. A dermatologist is a doctor. Right. An esthetician is literally just a licensed by their state esthetician who took you know, maybe 600 hours. So there is a huge difference. But I would say as an esthetician, we're really focused on the actual skin, what's being put on it, what's being put in the body. Maybe not all estheticians, but I can speak for myself. Like, I really look at it as more of like a holistic approach. Not doesn't mean I'm not using acids and chemicals and all that stuff. But I'm really like, we're treating the skin from the inside and the outside, where and this is not to talk bad on dermatologists or all dermatologists are like this, but a lot of times they want to hand you the CeraVe moisturizer right. is like a no, no in the esthetician world. And they want to hand you a prescription and send you on their way. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. I think dermatologists are great. Like, uh, you know, I had a dermatologist fix my nose when I had skin cancer. I couldn't go to an esthetician for that. Right. I had to go to right. a dermatologist to cut a piece of my nose out. And I thanked him for that, you know, but <laughs> they have d- different roles. I think a dermatologist is great. Maybe if you do want to do some Botox or, you know, if you have some skin tags or like major concerns like that, but if you're really looking to treat the skin long term and get true results instead of just putting a band-aid with a prescription on it, then mm-hmm. I think you need to go see an esthetician. Okay. That is just my personal opinion because I've had so many clients say I've gone to the dermatologist, I'm using all these prescription orally and topically. And as soon as I stop using them, everything comes back. And I'm like, well the whole reason mm-hmm. is it's just like a band-aid. And once you stop using the prescription, it just doesn't work. So as an esthetician, we're trying to work with the skin. Okay. Good to know. Got it. Yeah. Very good to know. It helps break it down better in my mind as to if I'm having one problem, which route would I take? Is it something that is a temporarily problem that I just need something quickly addressed? Then that's one route. But if it's something that I know has been bothering me for a long time, or I know that it's not something that a prescription is going to make go away, then maybe I need to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you have a rash, Mm -hmm. go to the dermatologist. Yes. If you have a rash and you come see me, I'm going to send you home. (laughs) If you have skin cancer or a mold that you want removed, go see your dermatologist. Right. But if you have some acne that you're working on, you want your skin to be brighter, probably go see an esthetician first. And then from there, the esthetician's probably going to tell you, oh, honey, I can take care of this. Or they're going to go, oh, you got to go see a dermatologist. Because okay. I've had that happen where people come in with like gaping wounds on their face. And I'm like, hold on, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> go see the dermatologist down the street. Got it. Okay. Now, this may be kind of a selfish 
question because it's okay. geared towards me, but yeah. I'm a soon to be bride within the next year. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the times that soon to be brides will go and get facial treatments before the wedding day. Now, what type of treatments would you personally recommend and how soon should those treatments be started from like the wedding date? Okay. Such a good question. Congratulations. Also, um, <laughs> Here's the thing with brides. I've had so many times where brides come to me. They're like, oh, my God, I'm getting married in six weeks. Like, do all the things to my face. And I'm like, well, shit, I can do a little bit. But I really wish you'd come to see me like six months to a year before the wedding. Okay. So lots of times the brides, they want to come in. They want that one and done. And then they want to be ready for the wedding. But I Mm -hmm. recommend start to go see an esthetician 12 to six months before at least to get them, get yourself like on like a really good regimen. So you're probably going to want to do some hydrogen abrasion. You're probably going to want to do some oxygen facials. You want that like glowy getting married, right? right? And that takes time. That means you're probably going to have to get on. I mean, I don't know what you're using at home, but typically it's like, I'll want my clients to be on some better home care to work along with the facials. I'll have them like Mm -hmm. on a strict led regimen. So I would say go see your local esthetician and get on some kind of plan, even if you're seeing them every four to six weeks until you get married. Because that's what when I've done that with my clients, they've been the happiest when they get married. Mm. And then for me, selfishly, yeah. And then selfishly for me, (laughs) then they typically turn into regular clients. So I'm like, yay, yay for me. And yay for you too, because then your, your skin looks good. Yes, win-win. Yes. That's always good. Now, what, like, going back to products we use, like you said, CeraVe, absolutely not. What are some, like, brands at, like, maybe Ulta or Sephora that we could get that's okay for the skin that you would recommend? Or is it more the high-end expensive stuff? So it doesn't have to be high-end expensive. I think there's this idea mm-hmm. it's either CeraVe Sephora, or you're spending a million dollars on some like really expensive stuff that some esthetician is selling, but that's not true. Um, okay. I am a skincare snob. Okay. So let's make that clear. <laughs> but I also understand that like my clients and myself included need to be working like on a budget and you don't have to spend $5,000 to be on a good skincare routine and to get like true results from your skincare. I'd rather you have two or three really great high quality products than like a bunch of crap from Sephora. Okay. So okay. I, most estheticians, including myself, like I am anti Sephora. Okay. Those products are coming in huge batches. We don't know how long they've been sitting on the shelf. Does that say everything is horrible? Absolutely not. But I do live to higher standards, especially when it comes to my skincare. So you want, you know, if you can get something that, you know, people are always like looking for clean. Okay. But like you want something clean, you want something that's like clinical skincare grade. It doesn't have to be medical grade. My favorite lines, like I was saying before, the line that I've been using for the past 10 years, it's called cosmetics, cosmetics with an X. They have reasonably priced products like a cleanser is like $39, but it's going to last you six months, maybe longer because okay. the potency of the ingredients is abs- is very high. Um, the, the ingredients right. are effective. 
Um, and again, I'm going to get nerdy here for one second. Their ingredients are chirally corrected, meaning they're taking a lot of the irritants out, but they're keeping the good part of the ingredients in. For example, okay. they're like uh, they use a lot of lactic acid, but they use L-lactic acid, meaning that it's only the, the good part of the lactic acid. I'm trying to put it in like layman's terms that everyone can understand. That way you're getting a good result without the irritation. Um, okay. So uh, I'm cosmetics ride or die. Again, the product line isn't absolutely outrageous. They have products anywhere from like $32. But then of course there are a couple on the higher end that are like $110. But you don't need those to begin with. I'd rather you have a really good cleanser and a really good moisturizer and that spray sunscreen just to start. And I guarantee most of the time, if you get all of like the other like noise and all the other products that like aren't that great for your skin that you bought on an Instagram ad, your skin's actually going to look better and you'll see actual results. Yes. So a lot of times my clients are like, I don't have a big budget. I'm like, that's fine, but we're throwing everything in the trash and we're starting with a good cleanser and a good moisturizer. And then we're able to like rebalance their skin completely. So I can't. Right preach cosmetics enough i love them they're such a great line if you want to know more about them i talk about them on my website on my blog on my instagram um i also love a line it's called leilani uh these products are they are on more on the natural side if you will uh she creates them in Kauai, in hawaii which is so cool so big fan of that and then i'm also a huge fan of cbd so I use a CBD line. It's a women's own line called Winged CBD. Um, these are all products mm. that, again, have high quality ingredients. Um, you're getting clinical results, but you're not breaking the bank. Awesome. Good to hear. Right. You're paying for products that have these impactful ingredients and not just filled with water. <laughs> yes. Water and chemicals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so spend a little extra money, but you'll mm -hmm. thank me later when you're not putting chemicals in your body and your skin looks better. Yes. You heard it. You heard it, everybody. <laughs> Listen to Casey. She's going to come find you. <laughs> what does a typical day look like for you, you know, owning your own business, being an esthetician, living in L.A.? What does a typical day look like from when you wake up till you come home and put your head down? My days are crazy. Um, sometimes I'm like, it's like, it's like a whirlwind every day, but what I have done, especially since coronavirus is I always make sure that like I wake up, I open my curtains, I make my bed, I brush my teeth, I wash my face and like take my vitamins and like enjoy a couple of lemon water and a cup of coffee before like I dive head first into it's typically emails and checking my Instagram because the Instagram is really like a big way that I've grown my business. So from there, mm -hmm. I'll usually, you know, I do a quick scan of the emails, do a quick scan of the DMs. Um, then I'll get dressed and go into the office. Um, I'm lucky that my office is only like 15 minutes away. So oh, wow. I usually like to have a little dance party in my car in the morning on the way to work. If it's people follow me, they know yeah, it is a must, like, <laughs> especially these days, because like I said, I used to be a dancer um, and I'm a very social person. I love people. And since I'm not getting to see that many people, that's like my moment to like 
<laughs> enjoy myself. <laughs> I was, wish I was dancing with people, but instead of just dancing in my car. Um, <laughs> and then when I get to work, it's like, it's work time. You know, my Haley, my assistant, who's my sister, she's typically already packaging orders at the studio. I'm again, digging into my emails more because as a business owner, what you come to realize is it's not like, you're just like in your emails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like Mm -hmm. like people don't, it's hard to explain, but just like, I'm, I'm making deals online. I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, I'm, I'm making things happen behind the scenes. Right. Um, And sometimes it's hard to like under, like create like tangible things. It's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, I do a facial and then I like, I make some money. This is like, I'm, I'm keeping the ball rolling in a lot of different ways, as well as I'm sharing on Instagram while I'm in my emails, while my sister is shipping out things and I'm Instagramming and maybe I'm doing an interview like this, or maybe I'm working on creating a new product, which I have a couple new products coming out. So a day in the life is usually kind of crazy, kind of chaotic usually exciting i'm filming something i'm videoing something i'm instagramming something that's really turned into my job full time is like creating content mm-hmm. um and then usually i'm throwing in a facial a couple times a week as well like i'm working on my sister's face i'm working on my mom's face i'm creating content again and throw you know a friend down on the table and be like can i video you so i can have some instagram <laughs> content <laughs> so I actually, you know, I, I can be a little bit of a workaholic, but I do try and come home. Uh, I set like tangible goals for myself, like be home by five o'clock so I can like get a workout in with my husband, make dinner and like be a normal human. So that's kind kind of a day in the life. But again, because I'm a business owner, like every day looks a little bit different. Like Mondays I work from home, Tuesdays I podcast. And then there's other days where it's just like, all right, what do we got today? That sounds like a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I, you know, I hate those people that are like, I'm busy and I'm busy and I'm doing all these things. But, you know, to be a business owner, it is a lot. Um, yes. And I am busy, but I love it. <laughs> What's your go-to thing or series of things to do to wind down from like a long work day? Mm, I am the worst at winding down, but my thing is, and this started when I used to see a ton of clients when I was doing like 10 to 15 clients a day, which I don't recommend to any esthetician or really to any person to see that many people in a day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Um, but I come home and I shower off the day. Like literally, even if it's just like a five minute shower, just to rinse the day off, give myself yeah. a great double cleanse because any good esthetician knows you should be double cleansing your face. And like, I just give myself that moment to like take care of my skin, just like I preach to my clients, like I want to do the same thing. And that really does help me like get into the mindset, like, okay, you're home now, you can relax. It's not run around time throw on sweatpants because if I could live in sweats, I would. Um, right. And then I love, uh, like I was saying before CBD, I use a CBD roller, um, and a CBD oil. And then I have a reflexology tool that I use on myself and I'll just sit in bed and give myself a little bit of facial massage, which is, it's nice. It's not as nice as someone else doing it, but it gets the job done. (laughs) Yes. 
It sounds very peaceful. It is. It is most of the time. And I think we've mentioned before that you have a podcast. I do. So tell our listeners what it's called and maybe give <laughs> them like a teaser of like what they would expect on your episodes. Sure. So it's called Beauty Biz BFFs podcast. It's a podcast with me and my Beauty Biz BFF, Lorena Ashmore. She owns Dear Lash Love. So, you know, she's like the lash side. I'm the skin side. We're both business owners. We're both content creators. We've both created our own brand and our own products that go with our brand. And so the podcast is really just talking about how we've grown our brands, how we've grown our business and tips and tricks on, you know, we're both estheticians. So we're speaking to the beauty industry, but really anyone who is a business owner, content creator could translate a lot of this information into their own business. Um, we're definitely do things our way. Uh, we're not going to come on there and preach certain things. We're not those like super salesy people. Like, I mean, now you've heard me talk for almost an hour. This is, this is just how we talk. So it's very candid. I like to say that it's relatable. Um, and so it's like fresh, it's unfiltered. Uh, we're giving you a lot of business tips, but like you're having fun with us as well. Awesome. I need to listen to it. Sounds good. You should. Please do. Let me know <laughs> what you think. <laughs> I will. So where can everyone find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the internet stuff? Okay, so I'm on Instagram, I'm GlowSkinCareLay. My website is GlowSkinCareLay.com. If you're looking for my podcast, it's BeautyBizBFFs podcast, as well as BeautyBizBFFs.com. Um, that's pretty much where we're at. You can listen to the podcast anywhere uh, podcasts are listened to. And I we're on face or I'm on Facebook, but I'd say I'm you know if you want to see the good stuff, check out my website and my Instagram. Got it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy work days to chat with us. We could probably go on for four more hours talking about skincare, but <laughs> yes, we could. We could. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Appreciate both of you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.